This is the Post-Purchase Podcast. Um, Sean, I love, love, love doing these podcasts because it seems like every week we talk to uh, another amazing guest. We talk to another successful entrepreneur, and you know those are our people. Um, we eat, sleep, um, and breathe this stuff, so we love to get on here and talk with special guests. And today, we have an um, extraordinarily uh, special guest, don't we, Sean? Super successful Amazon seller, coach, and uh, mentor to sellers, as I hear. I've been talking about this particular guest behind his back, and uh, <laughs> him and his uh, his lovely partner have been running into it all these local events um, and uh, events like in Tampa. I run into them. I run into them in Vegas at the selling scale. And then, you know, we always like to do a little bit of homework and background on folks, and we keep finding out more and more juicy information. So, uh, as always, this podcast is uh, sponsored by Gatita. Uh, the folks over at Gatita, maximum refunds, data-driven refunds. Uh, so without further ado, let's bring in the man, the myth, the legend himself, a legend in his own mind, Mr. <laughs> Jamie Davidson of AMZ Insiders. Jamie, say hello. Hey, what's up, guys? Appreciate you guys having me on. It's uh, it's great to uh, to connect. Like I said, we've, we've cross paths in person fortunately a, a lot recently but it's uh, it's great to be uh, here with you guys on the podcast quite a bit for sure seth yep jamie we love doing these um interview style podcasts because we get to dig in and learn about people that we've been networking with but now i feel like we finally get a chance to really meet the real jamie so jamie um <laughs> this is what i'm uh, my burning question to kick this thing off is Jamie, you have all the success. You have this wonderful Amazon business. You're deep into the game. You're all throughout the industry. But where did you start? How did you get to where you are now, Jamie? Yeah, sure, Seth. So, you know, my background was kind of a tra traditional corporate background. I was a military officer early in my career, went to a military academy at West Point. And then after I got out of the military for like five, about five plus years of active duty, I was kind of just climbing the corporate ladder and banking and you know, kind of those traditional things you try to take advantage of your education. Um, I, I got involved eventually with some private equity um, that uh, I was like a hired gun. So I didn't really know private equity or what that really meant back in the day, but uh, they approached me and said, Hey, you should be running, you know, let's, let's buy some companies and you could help run them for us. Uh, so I did a couple deals there as a chief operating officer. And then I did one as a, uh, a CEO, which in my mind back then, that was like my, my goal was always to push myself to that next level, next level, um, I'm big and enjoy leadership a lot from the kind of the military side. So that's kind of, that was my lens was to kind of climb that ladder. Um, the connection onto Amazon, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit was one of the deals. One of the private equity deals brought me down to Atlanta. I was up North in banking, um, and some other businesses. And, uh, my next door neighbor was a native Chinese. We became friends and, and he was an IT consultant, but he was selling these cell phone cases out of his garage, like in 2011, um, and, wow. uh, we'll get more into that, but essentially, you know, I didn't take it that seriously at first. And you know, I think probably one of the challenges, which probably a lot of people can relate to whether, you know, whatever amount of money you make, um, is that it becomes the more money you kind of make in the corporate side or job, the harder it feels sometimes, especially as you get, you know, a few years further in to be able to dive into something like an Amazon opportunity. So that was part of the challenge. I almost felt like I was making, you know, the opportunity cost was very high for me to leave that. So, you know, I had to be in a spot where I felt pretty confident uh, to make a pivot. Wow. So, Jamie, I know that you travel the circles like we talked about. You speak to hundreds of Amazon sellers. You even present and share some of your insider strategies. One of the things that I like to start out with, and, and I know as a coach, you see sellers do all kinds of crazy things. 
What is the number one mistake that you see a lot of Amazon sellers, not necessarily newbies, but a lot of sellers are making a mistake that they don't necessarily have to, that could be easily avoided. Yeah. I mean, I, th I think, you know, one of the things I see, and it's not with Amazon and sometimes it's even with, you know, providers in the space and everything is um, there's a lot of probably impatience in the space and not, you know, I think one of the challenges because of all of the all the marketing that takes place around Amazon and kind of biz op opportunities that it does create some false expectations in terms of what it takes uh, in the space. Um, I find that a lot of people that I see fail and, you know, there is a, a good percentage that come in and don't last is because they're kind of caught up in maybe in some of the messaging and marketing they saw on the, the front end about, you know, <laughs> whether it's easy or not. And, and don't realize at the end of the day that there's just constant obstacles. Like one of the reasons, frankly, I go to the conferences is because I recognize that like things are always changing. We always have to learn and that not one of us knows it all. So that, you know, the people that aren't really tied into, you know, constantly learning um, is one. The other one related to that, which is probably one I see a lot because we have a lot of people that are earlier in their, in their Amazon, um, I'll call it career early, just getting started sure. is people, they get too caught up in, looking for, you know, you call it the, the shiny object, but even at the conference, you know, we, we've been at some conferences. One of the ones recently was, you know, people see the next software tool, they see this and that, and they are like afraid to move forward because they they're stuck in their own ways, but they just think that, oh, well, last minute they go in some other path and go, oh no, it's because I don't have this other, this other thing. And they think that by itself is the magic bullet because those tools can be really powerful, but you can't like, I just see people, it's like analysis paralysis. They just jump instead of like just freaking move forward and like take that next step. Um, but that's, that's the, some of the things I see that people struggle with the most compared to the people I see do the best are like those things. Great. They add on and accelerate their business, but even without it, they, they know how to move things forward and, uh, you know, make, okay. make progress so, so basically you're saying that at the end of the day, this is a real business. This is not a, a business that's run by software. Software is not making decisions for your product selection and decisions for your launching. And you, you feel that a lot of, of new sellers are, are being paralyzed by analyzing all these different widgets and all these different softwares. And they feel like they have to wait till that perfect moment and have that perfect software in place before they launch, instead of just jumping in and getting their feet wet. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah. I mean, hundred percent I've lived it where people we've got, we're helping people get to a point and then the next thing they know is like, Hey, we just saw this other software that you don't know that you haven't talked about. And you know, it's like, well, yes, there's, there's a lot of things out there, but that's not the end all be all. So it's, it's, uh, you know, this game of entrepreneurship, I've learned a lot in space. A lot of it, you know, the, the mental aspect of it for yourself is, is probably the, is your biggest competition, right? It's bigger than anything else you're going to face is, <laughs> and everyone has different challenges in that way. And so you've got to be cognizant of it. When That's you're funny. So I just recorded a quick blurb this morning that said the hardest door for a lot of business owners to open is their own door to get up and go to work. At the end of the day, we're selling physical products to real humans, right? Yes, we we leverage software to make our job easier, but there is a human on the other end of that transaction. I think people lose track of that, Seth. Yeah, definitely. So, Jamie, for context for the audience here, um, I know you were just speaking about mistakes that beginners make, but you're not a beginner. You've been around the game. In fact, you have a massive Amazon business. Why don't you walk us through what your business looks like today and then you know, maybe some of the journey that it took to get to where you are? Yeah, sure. I'll... Uh call it the, uh, you know, I'll, I'll cover that some of the highlights. I um, mean, you know, I ended on the, on the intro about, you know, my next door neighbor, uh, Jason, a native Chinese. And, 
just we had a good relationship. He was an IT consultant and he would always uh, get a time. I was uh, that deal was I was the chief operating officer. So I was like the number two for this this business that this private equity group called me. So he would always be like, uh, you know, Jamie, you're such a big deal. You're a chief operating officer, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, shut up. Let's, let's go have a, let's go have a drink. And so hang out. And so he was selling these things out of his garage. He started it uh, because his wife, uh, they had a young child. They, the wife was, uh, she was making about $90,000 a year. And at the time he had done some retail arbitrage, like he would buy the uh, computer screens on black Friday or monitors and then resell them. So he had a bit of a hustle, even though he was, making, I don't know, 150, 200 K with his consulting business. And, uh, so he got into it to replace the income there. And I just kept seeing all this thing fill his garage more and more. And I was like, you know, what's the deal? It might, um, there was everywhere. These cases were all, and back then it was more, uh, iPad cases were big. Initially it was more iPad cases. And, um, initially off the back of his deck at night, our houses were close together. I'd hear him speaking Mandarin at night kind of yelling. He's a little guy. We'd be like yelling at night. And I'd be like, oh, this is the reason. I Personally, I thought at the time that I could not do that business because I thought, oh, because he's Chinese, that's like his competitive advantage. And I, I don't speak, you know, I only speak English. So it didn't really fully cross my mind. That was one thing. The second thing is I've like, you know, I've done like a little eBay in the past for fun, or I just didn't really understand how the business worked. Kind of like a lot of people today, I didn't really understand this third party seller concept. But the more we hung out, the more I got into it, um, he wanted some help in terms of like it started to grow and like how to hire people, like things that were maybe easy for me from my corporate background were like new to him. And so it was interesting, like literally how to hire the uh, team or who to hire. So I started getting involved, but I was still working then because uh, so he basically offered me, he's like, you got to do this, man. You got to make the jump. And, and his style was like, he told me a few times, hey, we can do this the American way or the Chinese way. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't really understand what that mean, which was like the Chinese way, his perspective was like, we're not going to like, it's not going to be super formal. We're not going to go through a bunch of processes. Like we're just going to get, you know, we're just going to get stuff done and we're going to take the short, shortest way to get there to be successful, um, <laughs> which I'm sure you guys, you know, have some insight to. But uh, so, you know, literally we finally got involved. Like it was more of kind of like the back of the napkin. Like I put together some plan. He was like, let's just draw it out. And like, how about we do this? And uh, so, you know, I got involved as an investment because um, the business hit like, uh, it was at a couple million really quick, but uh, basically in the early years, it got to like 8 million. The next year it got to like 15 million. We did a small, I guess small, there was a business about 5 million that we um, brought in, kind of brought them into the business. So we're 24. It basically, it grew over the next several years up to about uh, 60 million. There was a couple of years where it plateaued um, and it kind of plateaued there for a few years, like 2016. And then in 20, yeah, around 2016, Jason realized in order to scale it, because we wanted to go from uh, we wanted to get to nine figures to hundred, but we we were kind of stuck because our team in Atlanta uh, we had like a lot of turnover. We'd bring people in, train them up on the the marketing side, and then they would, you know, they would we'd teach them, and then they would leave for another job in Atlanta. So we realized we need to big build a big team. So we built a big team over in Shenzhen, China. So he moved over there for two years. Uh, we built like a two hundred plus person team, and we pretty much did a lot of the stuff over in China that we could with uh, product development. Because in the cell phone case space, a lot of it's about design and relaunch for every time there's a new, hey, so um, if you go over there, there's a you know really good working team. We've got like basically general managers over uh, each department. Like there's a 20 person logistics team. There's uh, about, you know, like a 50 plus person account management team. Uh, we do pretty much everything in-house, like PPC management, everything. We just 
put our, our hands on um, over there. And then on the U.S. side, we have uh, down the road from where I'm at now, we have uh, about a 30,000 square foot warehouse with about 40 team members, mostly warehouse guys. But we also have some like finance. We have a, so- a social media influencer team that's all U.S. based, uh, et cetera. And some other, you know, we have some logistics components here as well, too. So anyways, that's that's kind of the overview of of the team. But that's kind of what it took to get from. You know, there was a point where it plateaued and in some years in our business, our margins were, were, you know, good 15% plus at scale. Sometimes they were less, they were at 7%. So, um, you know, we, like anything, we had to keep working to kind of get the, get the business um, growing continuously and also make sure it was profitable enough. Wow. So, so Jamie, you basically saw your neighbor <laughs> um, grab onto this tiger that was Amazon and he figured out. Um, you know, using his Chinese background and um, the connections that he had, how to get a little bit of product moving on Amazon. And then once he grabs some traction, um, he's leaning on you and your corporate experience. Then you decide to make an investment with him. You guys become partners and using your experience and then everything that he's got going on, you you guys were able to scale up to, did you say you, you made it to the $100 million mark or? Yeah. Yeah. We hit a hundred million in like I think late 20 and basically basically 2018, I think was the, the year you were there. And then, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's it kind of plateaued around that mark and, and different things. And both of us got into some other focuses too, where day to day, you know, like we have general managers that heavily lead that business and are heavily incentivized for it. So uh, my partner, Jason, actually, when he came back from China. He never played golf before he went. Now he, he, played, he got into golf. He plays like six, he's a maniac with it. He plays it like five, six days a week with his, his uh, other, Chinese buddies in here and he's, he has some other interests business wise too, but, but yeah, I mean, one thing I will share, I mean, I do, we are pretty transparent about this now more so back in the day, the, the way the business ran, especially in the cell phone space, because it was so competitive, like, you know, even with Amazon, we would meet with Amazon at like the CS conference every year back then. And we would tell them like, Hey, if we followed all your rules, like we wouldn't have a business because (laughs) it was so black hat driven back then. It wasn't, it was just like the nature of it. And most of the guys like in this in the space we're at were very had a lot of IT backgrounds, a lot of SEO backgrounds. So, I mean, we did some of the hardest core stuff that was out there in terms of, um, you know, things like back in the day, like brushing and, you know, hundreds <laughs> of computers buying products. I mean, it was pretty intense. And our top competitors were doing the same thing. And um, Amazon would suspend us for a period of time. Like we got suspended right after Black Friday through Christmas one year. I mean, it cost us like. 8 million in revenue or something massive. But uh, frankly, it was just our mindset was like, Hey, that's just the cost of doing business on in this world at the time, <laughs> because it wasn't brand driven. You know, it wasn't what it is now. Uh, I actually think it's a lot better and healthier now because, you know, you can legitimately focus on building brands and doing the stuff. But if it was, it, w- it would be hard for someone new to compete with what we were doing and what the other major players are doing then, because there was, uh, there was a lot of kind of behind the scenes stuff that, that went on. I, I often say that myself, uh, you know, like we refer to that as a wild, wild west when Seth and I had like seven seller accounts and we had like a bunch of computers and like static IP addresses, like all connected each computer. Uh, we weren't doing brushing or any buying, but we were basically competing with ourselves selling the same product, which was a huge no-no. But like you said, Jamie, unfortunately, I mean, it's unfortunate, but that's the way it was back then. And if you weren't doing that, then you couldn't really compete. So I know that you run this mastermind, the AMZ Insider. So I want to talk to, about that a little bit because we only have 
you know, three, four minutes left. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to, I want you to talk to us about why you started doing that and what kind of the biggest takeaway is, if you will, for a lot of your members. I know your, your members span the globe mm-hmm. and you have everything from newbies to hundred million dollar sellers. Tell us a little bit about AMZ insiders and, and what that is exactly. Yeah, just that. Appreciate the, uh, question or opportunity there. Yeah, basically in 2017, 2018, we realized we saw a lot of people um, showing things about Amazon and it was a lot of people, we, we had no idea who these people were. Uh, you know, we built the business, we were kind of a smaller community. We didn't ever really show up at events. Um, in some ways it was pretty secretive. We didn't really want to know, you know, people to know exactly what we were up to anyways. But we realized as we saw kind of digital marketing come along, one, we wanted to understand how to uh, start promoting our products differently. So we wanted to learn that skill, but mostly it was that like, Hey, we know, we don't know everything, but we felt like we knew how to actually legitimately build these, uh, these brands and businesses. Uh, and so, you know, we saw there was an opportunity to go out there to help people with that. Um, we've helped thousands of, of sellers. Um, a lot of people, similar to my story that maybe corporate backgrounds that want to get into it, but they want to find kind of a, you know, so a model we have is we like to do business with people we like and with people we trust and so, you know, we found there's people, again, typically working professionals that want to get into it, but they don't want to go for like the marketing hype. They just want legitimate people they can work with. Um, so we've had a lot of people, we've had, we do have seven figure sellers that we help and anything else, but I'd say a lot of people that are beginning their journey, or maybe are at the six figure, multi six figure mark that have been struggling. Uh, but, you know, what we think about it is it's not about one guru or one person, but really about a team of people that can help them. Um, and the other thing I'm really excited about too is, frankly, those those brands that are successful, I'm interested in buying some of those brands or partnering with people. So, uh, you know, kind of in our own self-interest, it's a great way for us to help people. If they get to seven figures plus, those are opportunities we want kind of first crack at the opportunity to uh, to buy those brands. So, so yeah, we, we take a lot of pride into it. As we said at the beginning, at the end of the day, it takes the individual entrepreneur needs to do the work. But if you're, you know, those that are motivated and, you know, kind of the right fit, that can relate for us, uh, you know, we can, we can help those guys, you know, hopefully be successful. And, uh, you know, we, we take a lot of pride in those that, that you know, do well. And, and then those that end up exiting and selling their business as well. Jamie, uh, that's great. I love all the, um, the background and everything that you shared is really inspiring and really motivating. Uh, we love to, to make this podcast actionable. Um, if there's one or two things right now that you would say, you know, I've got a decent business on Amazon. I'm growing and scaling my brand. What would you be paying attention to? Because I know when you get to see all of these other sellers building their businesses, you kind of notice patterns um, because we did some coaching in the past and it just becomes like clear, like, of course, these people are making this mistake. Everybody else is making the same mistake. So Jamie, what are you seeing out there right now that if a seller is building a brand and if they just did this or thought about this a little bit differently, then they would um, scale to the next level once they have a successful business, not when they're starting off. But like if I'm at $100,000 a month and I want to get to $200,000 a month, um, what do you think I should be thinking about? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you two quick things. One is you know, I didn't talk about when we scaled our business because it was, you know, I kind of glossed over, went from eight, you know, a few million to 40 million, et cetera. Um, the, the reality behind that, and I give my partner, Jason, a lot of credit. There was a lot of structure and systems that we had in place like SOP. So if you're a, a smaller seller, you you can't overlook the systems and, and processes that it takes. A lot of times you work in a corporate job and you take those things for granted because someone else has already built those for you and you plug into it and you're an entrepreneur. You have to have these repeatable processes that you can hand off to like virtual assistants, everything else. So 
think system-wise processes for, for everything. Um, and then the second thing right now, which, you know, you guys are a big part of is just, you know, I do think it has changed in terms of the external traffic game. Um, like we're always, we've done that in the past. Then we didn't do as much because it was more internal in terms of Amazon and PPC, but really making sure that, you know, you don't have to be an expert yourself at it, but you have to understand the different ways that Amazon is looking for you to effectively drive um, external traffic. And I think that's probably the biggest one that we're kind of, kind of sharpening our own, you know, sword on right now to make sure, you know, people can understand how to do that the right way um, because it's really powerful. But if you don't do it the right way, you can also, you can also lose some money with it. Well, I appreciate that because, you know, as you said, Seth and I are huge proponents of external traffic and developing relationships. So uh, talking about relationships, I know you put something special together here. You have this uh, world famous now product selection challenge, a value of $29 per month. You're going to give folks that are listening or watching this or listening to the uh, the audio version on the podcast platform free access to this. And all they need to do is just text the word product to you at 404-275-8643. So to get free access to Jamie and Ames, the Insiders Product Selection Challenge, text the word product to 404-275-8643. Seven or eight six four three. It went off the screen as I was saying it. Jamie, talk about that real quick and what you're excited about, and then we're going to ask you a couple of fun questions. Yeah, I mean, what I would say is, uh, again, we we legitimately, okay, we talked about that right before here, and want to give you guys something. I know uh, your guys' audience is you guys, both people that, frankly, that I've admired for a long time, and it's it's for whatever we haven't really crossed paths directly the years, but I've I've listened and, and learned from you guys over the years. And, uh, it's, it's really, you know, your guys were the guys I wanted to, when I went to the first event earlier this year, you guys were kind of top of my list of guys I thought we would enjoy connecting with. But for this thing here, I typically don't like to give away anything free. Cause it's like those that pay, pay attention is one of our <laughs> mottos, which I, I do think is true. Yes. Um, so I would just say, take advantage of it if you're, if you're serious and everything else, but, um, yeah, we do have, it's a, it's a great opportunity. We do a, a three day challenge. Um, we have, you know, some of the leaders in the industry come in and help people because we have found that's the biggest hurdle for people. Um, even sometimes successful sellers already, it's like, hey, I want help with that product stuff. And so this this is kind of the first time we've really honed in on just helping people with that. So uh, so we will plug into X. We've never offered it free because we do want people to have a little more skin in the game. But if you are serious, yeah, jump in there. We'll, we'll make sure we take good care of you. And uh, again, we appreciate the opportunity from uh, from both you guys to, to to speak in front of your audience here. I love it, Jamie. So thank you so much for that amazing offer. Um, free is hard to beat. Um, but then, like you said, don't view it as free. View it as the value that it actually is. Jamie, we love to uh, wrap the shows up with two fun questions. The first one, um, I'll take it, which is, um, what is your favorite business book? Yeah, sure. Uh, there's definitely a big group of those out there. I think one that uh, I really enjoyed over the years is uh, Blue Ocean Strategies. I think that's one that uh, if you read through it, it it can change your mindset around all the opportunities. A lot of times you see uh, the obstacles in front of you. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs <laughs> constantly kind of crashing in and thinking those. And I myself have to ensure, but I think that's a, a really good one to see, um, to really pave the way about this massive opportunity. And right now, sometimes people in e-commerce think like it's saturated. I mean, 50 years from now, people will be looking back or 20 years from now or 10 years and going, man, I wish back then, you know, in those years, you know, that was the opportunity was wide open. And sometimes when you're in that moment, you don't, you don't view it like that. 
Great. So uh, Blue Ocean, say it again, the name of the title? Uh, Blue Ocean Strategies, yeah. Blue Ocean Strategies. Not very often we hear of a book on here that one of us hasn't read yet, and I have not read that one. Have you okay. said I have not. I'll enjoy it. Blue Ocean Strategies. I understand the concept, so I'm going to have to add that to my uh, to-do list. The other fun question, you know, we're entrepreneurs. We're in this because uh, we're not looking for a hobby. You know, we like to make money. So when it comes to money and finances, we always like to ask this question as well, Jamie. What's something that you've purchased in the last 12 months that was a splurge, but you do not regret it? Uh, the uh, Something that was a splurge in the last 12 months. I am pretty, like, uh, pretty simplistic on things, but... <laughs> I would hey, say Seth, he purchased a ping pong table and he loved yeah. it. It doesn't have to be a Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I would, I'd say a lot of things. Sometimes social media people will see with me. I, I do, I do irrationally spend on this uh, sport of lacrosse uh, for my for my boys. Um, I, I'd probably be embarrassed to say how much. It's definitely multiple six <laughs> figures on this uh, thing, but it's over over a period of time. But it's uh, not only just for ourselves, just to help other other people and, and travel and, and take advantage. But it's something that I'm. Uh, said irrational about financially, but feel, uh, you know, it's been really rewarding to be, be part of it. Okay. So being a part of, uh, of your boys lacrosse, um, assuming it's a travel team, I know we've done some travel sports in my family and that gets uh, pretty expensive. So yeah, I've got a facility here too and turfed out and everything else. So, oh, sweet. So, yep. That's amazing. That's, that's above and beyond. So again, the special offer for listeners of the post-purchase podcast, whether you're listening in the audio or watching the video, um, all you have to do is text the word product to Jamie at 404-275-8643. Jamie will give you free access to his product selection challenge, a value of $29 per month. Uh, Seth, I have nothing more to add. So if you want to take us out of here, Jamie, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Yeah, definitely. Jamie, before we uh, we jump out of here, though, we always like to ask if um, if people want to reach out to you and do uh, you know get in touch other than the product challenge, uh, where should they go? Yeah, I mean, I think you have the email on the screen, but uh, that phone number is actually my real phone number. People don't believe it uh, necessarily, but obviously text me is the best because the phone call won't, I typically get, you know, I don't take kind of random calls, but if you text me and you're serious, legitimate, we'll definitely, we love connecting with people and we'll, you know, we'll do our best to, uh, to help you whether you end up working with us or not. Uh, but yeah, just, just go ahead and text me and, and share that you, you heard me or saw me here with, with, uh, with Sean and Seth here. Amazing. All right, Jamie. Well, thank you so much for being a part of another episode of the Post Purchase Podcast. Until next time, guys, we'll see you then. See you guys.